Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Wow, was it nice to have a break in our cold weather here in central Indiana. I'm loving seeing the sunshine and feeling warmer temps that are finally above freezing. It's definitely giving me a major case of spring fever. I can't wait to be able to go outside for a daily walk. Walking, that's a very relatable subject to today's podcast. So with that, let's dive into episode number 36, where we're going to talk about God's truths about our health. Let's be honest, there are many reasons maintaining physical, good physical health and weight is such a difficult endeavor in today's world, mostly due to the combination of our brain, our emotions, and the culture we live in. And I'll be diving more into that in the next couple of podcasts. But today, I want to just focus on sharing God's truths about our health and the importance of taking care of our bodies. When you know and understand his truths about this and keep them very close to your heart, it can help you to take a healthy, balanced approach to achieving your goals in this specific area. To do this, I'm going to share my favorite verses that can be applied to this and how they speak to me. It's interesting to note the Bible never specifically addresses weight loss or exercise. However, there are warnings against gluttony, and about how taking care of our bodies, how it glorifies God. This is probably because the obesity epidemic that we are living in today, it only started about 50 years ago, and they led much more active lifestyles back then, so I don't imagine that there was much need to focus on that part, that part of their health in those times. Let's get started with probably the most well-known verse about honoring God with our physical health. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Wow! Paul tells us our body is not just a body, it's a temple in God's eyes. And it's a temple because within our body lives our, lives our guide, the Holy Spirit. God created our bodies. He tells us we were wonderfully made, and we are His masterpieces. How do you think such a creation, a temple, should be cared for? I know God was very meticulous in the Old Testament when it came to how He wanted His temple built and cared for. Maybe we should take cues from that. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God blesses us with many gifts. God tells us we glorify Him by taking care 
of his gifts and by growing his gifts. He gives us these gifts so that we can live out his purpose in our lives. God only gives us one human body. We don't have any backups or extras that we can use if it breaks down because we don't care for it. Think about this. It's much more difficult to honor and serve God by living out our purpose if we're always dealing with health issues, sickness, or low energy. And many diseases that we face today are directly linked to how we care for our bodies. So our vitality and the time we have on this earth to do his work may depend on this as well. Next up, 1 Peter 3, verses 3 through 4. Let your true beauty come from your inner personality, not a focus on the external. For lasting beauty comes from a gentle and peaceful spirit. And it is much more important than the outward adornment of elaborate hair, jewelry, and fine clothes. My take on this is while it's clear God wants us to care for our physical bodies, our primary goal should be on improving our health and vitality not to have the smallest waist size or the sexiest body. I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but it is wrong if it starts to become an idol in your life that you put ahead of God. Too many women chase after this unrealistic external image that the world tells us we should look like. Doing this can cause us to obsess over our health, the number on the scale, everything we eat, and our workouts. These obsessions create emotional and physical behaviors that, that aren't healthy and they're also they're not pleasing to God. And the truth is, if we let this become a modern day idol that dominates our thoughts and crowds God out of our lives, then it's not only harmful to our long-term well-being, it's also a sin. Next up is 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God cares about what you eat and drink because he knows the impact it has on our human bodies. That's why the food he made for us when he first created the heavens and the earth is still the healthiest food that we can eat. Think about that for a second. After all these years and all the medical breakthroughs, the food and animals God first created are still the healthiest options for our bodies. And the more untouched God's food supply is by man, the healthier it is. Here, think organic fruits and vegetables, pasture-raised meat. After all these years, the healthiest drink? Plain, pure water. This is so amazing when you stop to think about it like that. Proverbs 23:21 Don't drink too much wine and get drunk. Don't eat too much food and get fat. Drunks and gluttons will end up on skid row in a stupor and dressed in rags. This one's from the message translation and it's very direct. There are several verses in the Bible that specifically talk about the sin of gluttony. Is there a place for celebrating with food and drink in our life? Absolutely. We saw Jesus do it in his life, and I do it regularly. But we have to understand that too much of anything in our lives outside of God leads us down broken paths. And the painful path of gluttony in food or drink is plain to see. 
I know I struggled with over drinking in the previous chapter in my life, and I could spend an entire podcast on all the grief that it brought with it. Luckily, God turned that grief into valuable life lessons that led me to a life closer to Him, and He can do that same thing for any of us. The next verse is 1 Corinthians 10.13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. In our culture today, food temptations, they are everywhere. You can't escape them. And our default brain is very good at rationalizing all the reasons we should give in to them. It says things like, just this one time, or you deserve it, or just one more won't hurt anything. Remember, you didn't have any last time. We get good at what we practice. So if we constantly give in to temptations over and over again, we're going to get really good at that. It's going to become a habit that leads to problems. For me, it was a long list of insecurities. For others, it might be obesity. Just like this verse says, God gives us a way out of our food temptations. He gives us his truths about our health to live by, and he also gives us a rational brain, our prefrontal cortex, that we can use to apply his truths and plan for what's best for us. We can use that to decide ahead of time when we will and when we won't give into temptations. 1 Corinthians 6.12 You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Do you ever feel like sometimes your food or drink is the one calling the shots? Cravings for chocolate, a soda, a glass of wine, or for me, something salty like potato chips. Or like the times in college when I, when I would sit down and eat half of a large pizza all by myself. I don't believe any foods are forbidden or off limits, but it's up to us to put reasonable restrictions on them. And with certain foods, especially sugary foods, studies show the more we have of them, the more that we crave them. God gives us the right to eat as much chocolate cake as we want, but when we don't apply reasonable limits, it won't be good for our physical or our emotional health. Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I love thinking about how the Holy Spirit that's living inside my temple brings more of all these into my life. Think about having more of all these in your life. I'm pretty sure you would agree that would directly improve your physical and emotional health. When it comes to food, I think about self-control. God's telling us we have limitless amounts of it from the spirit he gives us. And how about being able to apply more kindness and gentleness to ourselves when our humanness shows through and we overdo it, rather than amplifying the harm by beating ourselves up? 
that would do wonders for our health as well. James 4.17 Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. My point here is that if we know our health isn't where it should be, or if we know we're overly obsessed with our body image or working out, then it's time to not only hear God's truths about this, but to start putting some time, focus, and intention on learning what steps we can take to make more constructive changes in our life. Changes that will allow us to better honor and serve God, which is the general purpose he designed all of us for. Okay, here's my one thing for today. Our bodies and our health are gifts from God, and he calls us to be good stewards of his gifts. Doing so helps us better serve God and fulfill his purpose. But most of all, God, he wants our hearts So it's important to do this in a way that glorifies him and not fall into the trap of obsessing about our body weight and image. That's all for this week. Join me next week as I expand on this and talk about how we can lose weight God's way. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.